Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, 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 welcome into the next Cardinal podcast as we've got our producer on the show as well. No, it's just a three-man booth today. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Mr. Bo Brock, Frank Sanders, number 81, his big butt or his tight end butt. What are we doing today? <laughs> it's my butt, baby. It's my butt or is it my tight ends, but we're going to discuss it and get down with it. Because we're talking a little skill players today, my man. That's what we're doing. Skill players? We got skill players that are tight ends? Yeah, driving ride is skilled. He is as skilled as they come, Frank Sanders. Okay, you better learn how to put his hand on the ground and block, baby. Block. I got HB on the outside. That's Hollywood Brown, and he's not trying to shed no balls around town. He's trying (laughs) to get get me the ball, K one. So poetic. Sounds great. I'm on board with that. But let's let's put a little respect on Trey McBride's name today, and I think we will, Johnny. Yes, we're excited, Bo, to talk about it. Uh, one of my favorite memories of this crew together since Bo joined us was uh, day two in studio for the draft Friday night, and the three of us going four hours live, and the coup de grace of that evening was when the Cardinals took Trey McBride, and the three of us were in complete shock. Frank was very upset. I su- I'm surprised he didn't throw things that <laughs> evening. But since then, gentlemen, it's been apparent, like, Throughout all this Kyler Murray, you know, noise and hoopla off the field, the inactivity, if you will, in free agency, you know, we still haven't really gotten to see Hollywood Brown in a Cardinal uniform yet. He hasn't shown up to OTAs. I think Trey McBride has gotten the most positive buzz as it relates to anybody in this organization. He was the star for this team of uh, rookie voluntary or non-voluntary minicamp, whatever it is, when the rookies get together front and center in the NFL team photo with the rookies. And then I stumbled across, Bo, this photo on the team website, and dude's a specimen. He is 6'4", he's put together. He just reminds me of every great receiving tight end, both with his personality and his physical traits that's in the NFL right now. I mean, I, I can I feel your hyperbole a little bit. I mean, he looks shredded, no doubt about it. And this, and yeah. everybody looks great in shorts. No, I mean, Frank can attest right, to that. I mean, fair. it's just this time of year, everybody's looking great. Uh, it's going to come down to it. You know, how does he fit in this offense? You know, can he kind of hit the ground running? Is he going to get enough opportunities, uh, enough looks, or is it is it going to be mainly Zach Ertz and then whatever kind of uh, runoff? 
falls Trey McBride's way, can he take advantage of it? You know, it's something to be excited about. I, you know, I've, I've stood by this. I, you know, I'm, I'm pumped that the team is finally investing in the tight end position that is so instrumental in the success of so many different organizations. If you look at the last five Super Bowls, you'll find each team that's represented in the big game usually has a playmaking tight end. So the, the Arizona Cardinals trying to couple Kyler Murray for the foreseeable future with a tight end caliber of Trey McBride. If he can be even the li- the slightest bit of a George Kittle or Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz, then it's an absolutely great move. He was the top tight end off the board this year. I, I know Frank is a little skeptical. He thought, you know, there was bigger pressing needs at 55. There were some pass rushers on the board. There were some corners. But come on, man. You got to have a tight end beyond Zach Ertz in the next two years. Look, I'm, I, I have a uh... – man. Six four looks like he's about to look, look shredded. I like that he's, he doesn't look like he's a little skimpy little guy. So he's not I, Rob Hausler. He's not that, and he's not Gronkowski either. But he's definitely he's uh, he's definitely got some good. Some, he got, he's got good size to him, man. Let's just be honest about it. And I'm, again, what we know of him and what he's able to do out of college, a little bit more than thirteen hundred yards. That's something to be impressed with. The guy has good speed. He's got a good range in his body, and he runs routes like a receiver. So I can't take anything away from him. I, I like the fact that he's here with us. Um, Zach Ertz is definitely my starting my starting uh, tight end, but on, yeah. on the back end of that, I'm not I'm not I would not be surprised if they develop a great two man package with him, um, and the, and the, and the RPO can still be just as effective uh, with two tight ends on the board, and you got two tight ends that are skilled. Skilled tight ends make a difference, and I uh, look what what he was able to do at the combine and what he showed and how our own Saul was so high strung on him. Guess what? Yeah, you can't be mad if Saul loves him. That's right. It's always a good day when the boss is happy. Some good comments in the chat. Pick and spreads things. I think McBride will turn into Dallas Goddard, a guy who will come in, be a great top seven tight end for years to come. Hell, the Arizona Cardinals would take a top 15 tight end, given their history at the position. Uh, And then we got some folks that still need to be sold. Libertarian Sasquatch. Love that name. Classic Cardinals (laughs) taking a tight end when they need help in every other possible position. I think that harkens back to Troy Nicholas once upon a time, Rob Hausler. You know, my dad grew up with Jackie Smith. Um, and so, you know, this this franchise used to be known for great tight ends. And then they had a little bit of a 25, 30-year low bull Brock. But here's interesting. I found this also on the Twitterverse. What do we got here from Jordan P? McBride has the best, best catch. Let me get back to that uh, comment here. Uh, the best catch in traffic ability I've seen coming out of college. He has strong hands no matter who's hanging around on top of him. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, this is also interesting. This was on Twitter. I want to give credit where credit is due here. This comes from, uh, it's a prospect model by at, uh, FF underscore Marvin E, data source CFB fast R. And for those of you who don't know, for our audio only uh, listeners, this is tight ends, grades, and percentiles from the last three draft classes. And Trey McBride ranks only behind Kyle Pitts, who came onto this podcast and Sam Monson said that Kyle Pitts is basically a receiver anyway. So if you're taking that at its worth, Trey McBride has some of the best numbers we've seen from the position in almost a half decade. He has almost the same percentile score. He's the only one in the 90s other than Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts was called generational. It's why he went top 10, mm-hmm. right? His mm-hmm. reception yards per team pass attempt is over Kyle Pitts. And then, of course, Bo, we know receiving yards market share is huge because he was their offense at Colorado state. 
Yeah, that was Sam's main uh, point when he's bringing up McBride. He was he was the vocal point of the of, of the Rams offense there in Fort Collins for Colorado State, and it's it's all well and fine. And this graphic, it's good to see him right next to Kyle Pitts, but everybody below that, maybe Cole Komet has done a little bit. Pat Firemuth was good last year. He was a good player, and he was yeah, also he was taken okay. around the same time as Trey yeah. McBride. They were both second rounders. I don't know. They really haven't done shit as far as the NFL level yet. But look, and you you, you don't need to expect big things from Trey McBride. Like if if he can create a if he can be a mismatch once or twice a game, you know they have enough offensive firepower. Like it it needs to be Kyler Hollywood show and James Conner and Zach Ertz and Rondell Moore. Like the the there's not going to be any pressure for Trey McBride to produce. I like picking spreads. He was the first one in the chat today saying, "Look, I'm projecting 425 and two touchdowns." I'll take that right now. I will sign oh, up for that right now. No, he needs to have more than two touchdowns. I think he'll have four or five by the end of the season. Okay, it's a great. long season. I think he's going he had, to be. You a, know how many a, he had last year? Okay. First of all, <laughs> how many I did think, he have? How many? I don't. I don't at, at Colorado State, didn't he have like 12? No. How many did he have? He had one more than you and I. He had one at Colorado State last year. One touchdown. I think that's predicated. That's predicated on the offense, on the level. He also had twelve hundred yards. Come on, give I give me the yardage over the touchdown. I will look. He had ninety catches for eleven hundred. Troy Nicholas once had two touchdowns in one game. Okay, I think Cliff can scheme him up. Didn't Andy Isabella too? I mean, look. Yeah, I mean, blind squirrel can find. uh, I don't like how I'm the only one defending (laughs) Trey McBride today. You're not. You don't have look. 425, think about this the history of this position uh, in this franchise. I mean, 425 from your tight end, you hadn't seen that since Zach Ertz came to the – since Rob Hausler. And Rob Hausler was like the last guy to do it since Freddie Jones playing with, with our guy Frank Sanders. I mean, it's Woo, just – Freddie. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a now, minute. And I think time. that – I think McBride will be a very solid tight end in this league. I didn't, but I'm, I'm glad that the expectations aren't, aren't huge. If he can just be a mismatch, if he can move the chains, if he can be a, a player for this team, a role player, that'd be great. If, if it's anything beyond that, I'd be a little concerned, but it's not. I'd, I'd like, I'd like to see that 40. I like that 425 yards. Yeah. That's about, that's about, that's about what I was thinking. Zach, Zach hit about a little bit, a little bit less than 800 last year. Um, and uh, that was, that was, Absolutely fabulous for our tight end to come in. I thought he could have done a little bit more if we had D hops a little bit longer. That would have opened him up a little bit more. Um, but at the end of the day, if we get both of these guys somewhere above 500, then I'm happy with that too. Yeah. Just just on, off the top. I mean, but he had. I would like to see him catch more balls in the end zone. Though. I would. I'm more than more than what we I'm had. Not last. worried about that. Yeah. Just Look, if at least more than what me and Bo had last year. If you if you have if you if you get seven hundred from Merch and you get four hundred from McBride, you get eleven hundred yards from your tight end position. That's fantastic. I, I mean, that's I, not something to turn your nose up at, Johnny. Before I'm not, but before this before this move, I thought Zach Ertz would break every receiving tight end record that this franchise had this upcoming year. I no longer think that because I think Trey McBride is going to force his way on the field. I think I think I'm going to make a prediction right now. He's going to have the kind of training camp that we hear from national reporters saying. Look out for Trey McBride. He's pushing for playing time. He is going to have a Rondell Moore, Honey Badger kind of training camp. I will have egg on my face if I'm wrong. I think that just everything that I'm reading and hearing about this kid, how his skill set's going to translate in a pass-happy offense, here's my official prediction for his line next year. I think he gets to 600 receiving yards, and I think he has a, a handful of touchdowns, four, five, six touchdowns. 
I think they will split him out. I think he's going to play big body receiver. I think he could still snaps from somebody like AJ Green because I think he's that big of a mismatch. The Cardinals want to be more physical to do that and supplement some of the issues you have at pass catcher, especially with DeAndre Hopkins missing the first six games. Let's get a lot of two tight end look. Let's allow them to not have these tackles on an island consistently when you're feeling like mm, the offensive line could be a little bit of a liability this year. The depth isn't great. I want to see most of the base packages for this team include Zach Ertz and, and this kid, Trey McBride, because I really do believe that's that's maximizing the skill set. And then it helps supplement pass protection for Kyler Murray, running lanes for James Conner. I don't want to see empty backfields and four or five receiver sets of receivers. I, I want to see two tight ends, Frank. Oh, I want to see the air raid tight ends. You can, oh, you can, sit, you can sit down, <laughs> get, put a 67 on this jersey and, and let him sit down and become. A, oh, was, no. Did you see six. Justin Pugh? I mean, he's tiny. We might need McBride yeah. to play a little guard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I, I, I do want to we look. We want to see diversification out of our offense. And if you go get a guy with the second round when the 55 pick, 55th pick, you got to You got to You got to use them. You got to come up with some creativity. And you have to also not only that, you have to kind of train your quarterback to kind of find your tight end. I think a couple of games at the back end of the season when we didn't have D hops, um, Zach Ertz still was a mismatch. He was a match. He was a, a, a tough part to handle. And you he can was. see some frustration out of him when he didn't think he got the ball. And I think that's something where Kyler has to be trained up to kind of find a way to use his quarterback. I hope that's something that in the training process and the creativity that Cliff will put, bring to the table, hopefully uh, we can see something pretty special out of these two guys, man. I do like a tight end package. I think a tight end coming into the game, he is a uh, he's a he's a he's a problem for defensive coordinators. Yeah, and uh, and and you know, to me, I think he's the equalizer. So hopefully, to both of these guys can cause problems, and we can get some we can get this offense looking pretty special. I think with with Hollywood Brown, and, and I'm talk, I'm really kind of looking at the first six games without DeAndre Hopkins. Like really, they're going to have to get creative, and, and Cliff is going to have to be on his his play calling game. Is yeah, if you got those two tight end sets, if you got those two sets, two running back sets, where you've got James Conner and and Daryl Williams coming out and, and being in the same backfield, I think it be, it becomes interesting because you have legitimately four guys between Conner, Williams, McBride, and Ertz. Guys who are going to be going up against potentially linebackers in pass mm-hmm. coverage that you can right. really take advantage of that. And I think if Cliff plays his cards right, that you can you can work those mismatches all game long. To beat the LA Rams, it is not a spread them out scenario where you leave Kyler Murray vulnerable to pressure. How do you beat the LA Rams? You get physical with them up front and you isolate their linebackers and safeties, which are the really the deficiencies of that defense, right? What we've seen when the Cardinals try to go finesse against Really, everybody in their division outside of Seattle, they suffer. But when you get physical with the Rams and you get physical with the 49ers, you can win those games. And I think this this is it, this plays right into, I think, what the Cardinals want to do. And I'll push back of people in the chat saying, well, Cliff, he loves his receivers. There was not a tight end targeted more in the NFL than Zach Ertz after the acquisition they made midseason. Mm-hmm. I think they will feed both of these guys. I think there'll be tr- plenty of uh, balls to go around. I have confidence. Uh, and I have confidence in this kid. I think we're going to be sitting here one, two, three years down the line. We're going to be saying this is one of the best players on the roster outside of position. Uh, that's how much confidence I have. I also have confidence in my Golden State Warriors tonight to beat that Dallas Maverick ass one final time uh, down by the bay. And you can bet on them right now. I actually took them, I think, minus 12. I teased it up. 
for just under plus 200 DraftKings Sportsbook app, NBA playoff. We're getting ready for the finals, but until then, this week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win, get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team's going to win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs. Get a free bet back up to $25 if one of those legs does not hit. It's called action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook 21 and over. Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Very professional read there from Johnny oh, Venerable. Thank you so much. I saw Rafa in the chat. Or no, it was at uh, NFL AZ Cardinals saying about Buda Baker and his quote about the defensive secondary. Uh, Jeff Gladney coming over, former first rounder. You got Byron Murphy. He was one pick away from being a first rounder. And then, of course, Marco Wilson, who has a first round skill set. 43 and a half inch vert. He runs a sub 4440. We know what he brings to the table. I, I think it's something that you can be very impressed with in shorts. It, it's it's yeah. great. It, it's going to take these guys on the field, Frank, I think really showing out uh, against some very tough wide receiver matchups, AFC West, NFC West, uh, for, for that to kind of back up yes. Buddha saying it's the, the most talented or best secondary. I know that his safety mate there, Jalen Thompson, we know what he can do. But uh, those three corners, man, they really have to show that uh, the disrespect that's being talked about right now, that there's not enough in that room, uh, is wrong. I mean, I agree with you 100 percent. It's, it's, it's going to become a mental battle for these guys to kind of prove themselves. Well, because when they don't have the up front and the, uh, the up front that they really need to get pressure on the quarterback, that's not saying that we won't create that possibility, JV. But I'm saying. Well, if you're looking at him right now and saying this is the best cover corner, uh, these are the best group of guys you've ever been with in a group, that's pretty impressive to say. That must mean they're holding their own in one-on-ones uh, and they're holding and they're holding each other accountable in regards to where they're supposed to be at on the field position-wise. So, no. And but now he's in, in in this room right here saying this is the best. That's impressive to say out of Buddha right now. It really yeah. is. I think it's the most talented because I think Buddha has seen the ebbs and flows of the Drake or Patrick years, Patrick Peterson on his last leg. He's come up with Byron Murphy now ascending into his fourth year. Marco Wilson, who the talent has always been there. And then you yeah. get a first round pick in Jeff Gladney. Yeah, he's been a year out of football, but just like physical specimens, the secondary has never had more. And I would include, of course, Jalen Thompson, who should be in line for a contract extension sooner rather than later. So I'm I'm with uh, Bo and, and company. Johnny, do you believe this is Jalen Thompson breakout year? I'd argue that was last year. I, I don't think he will ever get his due because of Buddha stealing the headlines. And you can only have one elite safety from a team like Arizona. You can't have an Antro Wool and an Adrian Wilson both make the Pro Bowl, right? But I, I think that that might work to the Cardinal advantage in, in trying to secure and lock him up. He is a, he is easily, easily the best day three pick. And I know it comes with an asterisk because it was a supplemental draft that Steve Kime has ever made. You could flip Jalen Thompson for probably a, a day two pick, probably a second round pick. And he was a fifth rounder. That's that's why if man, this is, this is how the organization wants to be Bo. They want to draft and develop like this, not overpay yeah. veterans. 
Yeah, there's a lot of youth in, on that defensive side of the football outside of J.J. Watt and Marcus Golden, which you have to be excited about. I see Jordan ask about Zavin, and, and of course you've got Isaiah in the same conversation. But Jalen Thompson, as you mentioned, I mean, those those were A-dub numbers last year. I yeah. mean, what he was doing as far fantastic. as his tackling, his tackling numbers, his sack or his his interception numbers. He was just there were games where the Arizona Cardinals seemed like they came out flat and then he would lay the wood on somebody and it would just change the tone immediately. And it wasn't Buda Baker doing it, it was Jalen Thompson. You couple him with Buda, and, and that's impressive. I am excited that Frank Sanders is joining us for the first time this week because I haven't been able to ask him about Buda carrying on the tradition of off the field going and enjoying an adult beverage and going under an alias. Like Buda Baker admitted, he was. James the dentist at the bar the other night, kind of like our guy Frank Sanders, who's Speedo so Jackson so at good. the bar. <laughs> yeah, man, that's so good. Like I tell you what, uh, it's 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 something that most players have to um do. Here's the crazy thing: Buddha's not a big dude. So if you no. see him at the bar, you really won't think that this is this is the strong safety for the Arizona Cardinals or free safety for the Arizona Cardinals, because he's not he's he doesn't he's not the size of A dub at all. A dub six foot one. 6'2", 215 pounds. It's a statue, man. Statue. Yeah. is about 5'10", but he's a, he's got a heart he's of a, a dog. He's, he's a dog. He's, Cardinals he's, don't have enough dogs. He's one of their lone dogs. He's definitely – I do got this question. Now, let me ask both of you guys this. Now, I throw this out in the chat. Last year, Buddha went to sleep twice. Mm. He got hit and he, he got some dings on him last year. Will he be the same guy this year is my concern. I hope after so. Coming out those concussions. Those concussions changed it right after he got new contract, new baby, kind of went to sleep at the end of the season. I wonder if he's that same guy, the same dog. And that's going to be something I'm looking to pay attention to because once he once you get those concussions coming downhill as a strong as a as a safety on the from that position, you got to start making good decisions. So I, I am concerned about that, JB. Let let Isaiah Simmons rock the shit out of the Trey Lance's world. <laughs> I don't mind the helmet to helmets uh, if they want to do that. It's up their their priority, their preference. The two inside backers you took back to back first round picks should be able to kick enough ass in the front seven where you let Buddha and Jalen be opportunistic. All of their their cornerbacks, and I would even probably throw Marco Wilson into into that group. Are all physical. The back seven from a coverage standpoint, I think should be very good. It damn well better be. You've invested so much in that group. Now, can the front seven generate a pass rush? Can they stop the run? I think that remains to be seen. And, Bo, there was a certain writer for, I think, ESPN that has not loved how the Cardinals have attacked this offseason. No, the last two offseason, Bill Barnwell has been a heavy critic of Steve Keim and crew and how they've approached Kyler Murray's rookie contract. And there was no difference. Actually, it got worse. So they were 21st in, in 2021 last mm-hmm. year, that team that won 11 games and went to the postseason. So there's your 21st ranked offseason making its way to the the playoffs. And then mm. this year, sorry, Bill, 30th, 30th overall, mm. 30th overall. That's where Bill Barnwell ranks the Arizona Cardinals uh, offseason this year. The only teams that were ranked ahead of the Cardinals or be- below them, the worst was the Seattle Seahawks, which is a dub for the Cardinals. And then 31st, the Atlanta Falcons, only two teams that I Bill Barnwell agree. thinks. Wow. And our guy Frank Sanders believes that. But you yeah. know what's strange about this, Johnny? If you read the entire article, is he'll go through it and he says, "Well, you know, I compared to a lot of pundits out there and analysts. I like the Hollywood Brown trade, right? I like Hollywood Brown. I like their signing of Will Hernandez." <laughs> but then he goes down and this is where he blasts him. He says they overvalued Connor Ertz and they undervalued Robert Alford, who's still available. 
Murray's the Murray mess and Hollywood overpay. And, and I think that's where Bill Barnwell really gets kind of lost is his, how he values things. He says it, there was a quote in there, Johnny and Frank, where it was, uh, he said, as far as the context of what the rest of the league values players. And it's just, he's just, a, he does not like how Steve Kime operates. And that, that's just going to be a true disconnect whenever you read these rankings. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. Like the way that Bill Barnwell thinks the Arizona Cardinals should have built around Kyler Murray is completely different than what Steve Kime is. And Bill Barnwell wants it with a longer, like, more long-term um, perspective where I think I would, time is going year to year. Well, I would argue most everything Steve's done has been long-term. Like you got a potential number one receiver. That's Kyler Murray's best friend. Who's 24. That's a long-term move. And Bill's like, yeah. well, they have to pay him. Well, then I have to pay him this year and he's going to play, <laughs> I would think on his fifth year option next year. And then they could franchise tag him. That's three more years of cost control. And then you, we just got finished talking about a 24 year old. I, or a 22 year old, I think could be a transcendent, pass catching tight end for this team that's long term the money to James Conner and Zach Ertz it's not real after two years so they're going to ride those two individuals I believe championship level players Ertz has won a championship James Conner's been to the Pro Bowl playoffs he's a championship level player where he lost me in this article you can go read it and come up with your own resolution here it's like well it's 3.7 yards per carry you have to watch the Cardinal offense and knows how it operates. The Cardinals are predicated, I believe, on having a big short yardage back be the focal point next to Kyler Murray. They could not rely on Chase. That's why they took Keontae Ingram, who's big and physical. Darrell Williams can be physical. If you're finesse at running back after already having finesse undersized receivers, that doesn't work. James Conner is a large, large reason, I would say really number two to Kyler, that they made the playoffs last year, that they won 11 games. He was historically great, and I don't give a shit if my running back averages under four yards per carry, Frank. If I, I give him the ball three times on the goal line, it takes him three times to score. Guess what? I still get that touchdown. I don't James, care. Yeah, Now, J.C. did exactly what he was supposed to do. Sackers, yeah. they brought to the table exactly what we needed to bring to the table <clears throat> to get this offense moving. The Zachers pickup in the middle of the season just was absolutely phenomenal. Like that, You can't argue with that. But Photoshop is, is his – that picture. Uh, now this is this is his this is what Bill looks like. Okay. I, okay. Okay. I just you sure you didn't Photoshop that? No, no. That's hey man. He's not I, teaching high school gym class. He's, he he's, doesn't have, he doesn't have Johnny's hairline. Is that what you're getting at? Hey, I'm just trying to figure. I thought he photoshopped it. I thought someone was like, because you know Johnny had the little voice. He didn't. He did. I didn't thought he was like. You know what? I'm, I'm not here to knock anybody's appearance. I will say that he probably, I think he's got some size to him. So it's a trade off. You can either, well, Bo's like, Bo, are you six foot? You've got a full head of hair. Yeah, so that's Bo's not tall. true. Bo's six feet. Yeah. Six so Bo has yeah. both. I have, I am five, six and a half, maybe five, seven with, with some inserts in. But you said I you all, I you all Italian. Full head of hair. All, you said you all Italian, man. Continue. Let's pick apart Bill's comments. Let's not <laughs> yeah, trash so, look, his appearance. Okay. So, yeah. Um, look, you're entitled to your opinion. You really are. And I think, and I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. I don't think that this was the best offseason that I have seen with. In That's fair. To, I, just, I just don't. I don't think it was a great way. I can't say it's number 30, number 30th in the, in the NFL, but the moves that we made, I, I'm, I was surprised and shocked. And I was hoping to see a whole bunch of stuff that was different than I saw on draft day. And then we still, we're still in a position where, you know, that to me and my concerns are that he, he really didn't do anything this offseason. And we're still dragging out the Kyler Murray conversation on where's his contract, why he's not at OTAs, blah, 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 blah. So 
I can see where he's at in this conversation. I can see where he's at on his points, but Cardinal being 30 overall, I can't see that. Can I ask a question? What did the Niners do this offseason? But everybody loves slobbering all over, you know, Kyle Shanahan. They haven't done anything. They butchered the Jimmy Garoppolo trade, which still hasn't happened. Their draft picks were miserable. They took another running back. They haven't signed anyone. They're probably 29, though, John. I don't think so. They're fighting with podcast hosts. Have you seen that? Javon Kinlaw is throwing some guy's hat off and (laughs) going on his podcast and threatening him. But, like, you think about Green Bay traded away Devontae Adams. They are exponentially worse. The Cardinals, you could argue, okay, people overvalue Chandler Jones. We don't on this podcast. He's He's a historically great player. He was good last year. Well, hopefully they can supplement. Outside of that, they I think they're way better offensively this year. And it's an offensive league. And defensively, they're going to play their young guys. They took a bunch of high players in the draft defensively. And outside of Chandler Jones, I, I think a lot of them can be upgrades with all due, due respect to Jordan Hicks and Robert Alford. So I just people people love to dog on this team. And 99% of the time, like I understand that it can be I can be objective. But like you watched this team last year, they were carried by two players. When Kyler Murray was out, James Conner and Zach Ertz. So, of mm-hmm. course, they're like, let's re-up these guys. They're great in the locker room. They're championship level. They're not long con. It's like five-year deals. James Conner didn't get the Zeke contract. Zach Ertz isn't being paid, you know, peak Rob Gunkowski money. They're just nice deals that you re- you want to reward and show. And I'll go get off my soapbox here in a minute, Bo. When, when players come here and they get one-year contracts, like James Conner, right, or once upon a time, John Abraham and – Jared Valdir, when they come here and they're on one-year contracts, Jared was a multi-year guy, but everybody else, and they have great seasons and they're rewarded, that encourages other players and their agents to say, the Cardinals do it right, come here and prove it, ingratiate yourself in their culture, and then they will give you a multi-year contract. That's what happened with James Conner and Zach Ertz. That's why That's why Zach Ertz signed before free agency. If the Cardinals had played it like, goodbye, we're going to we're going to scrap you. They they may not have as many suitors or takers in the offseason. I, I think a lot of us are going to be excited, maybe by by a signing or two this summer, that they then can pivot next offseason and secure them. It's all about vetting, vetting guys. I would rather pay guys like Zach Ertz and James Conner this offseason after I know that they fit with my team and what I want to do, than just throwing a bunch of money out there to to complete unknowns. Eating up, Johnny's hot right now. Johnny's I'm hot, hot, damn it, absolutely. And, and on his Cardinals. I got sources close to the situation that not only does he have one car without AC, he's got two now. So, oh God, help me! <laughs> so Johnny better be safe out there. Of course, with the summer heating up, we want to make sure everybody's safe and healthy. COVID nineteen vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those twelve and older also eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov/slash/find-vaccine for a location near you. And if you can't. Fine. It, like when you see that big mechanic bill come through, Johnny, you got to look to our new bills with right? an S plural. Yes. Bills uh, like Super Bowls, like Kyler Murray wants to win multiple Super Bowls. Yeah. You've got multiple bills, multiple auto that, mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> you've got OGs to help you deal with that. Stop by our local dispensary and grab some scratch made THC gummies from our friends at OGs, different flavors like blackberry cream and watermelon. How about those orange creamsicle? Frank, you know, Ooh. those are amazing. Perfect for the mood you're in. You've got, uh, if you're interested in finding more about these amazingly delicious variety of flavors from OG's brands that they have to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. Also, back to this Barnwell thing real quick. Uh, He was mentioning, well, they should have just stuck and picked uh, wide receivers. Like, 
Who the hell was on the board? Traylon Burks was off the board. Uh, Jahan Dotson was off the board. The That's Washington was doing nobody. Your yeah, there is in continuing that conversation about how he says that the Kyler Murray situation is a mess when it's just trending towards Kyler Murray signing a historic, you know, life changing deal. I, I don't like I think if you you see where this organization is and when Kyler Murray is sure he wasn't at OTAs this week, but it, it's not a telltale sign that things are there's there's unrest here with with, Ky, with Kyler Murray. I just think I would say that they're in a good place and Steve Kime on the, his comments yesterday on the Pat McAfee show that we broke down, I recommend you checking out our podcast from yesterday, uh, that, you know, he wants to get it done between, you know, July and the end of summer. Exactly what you said, Bo. Mm -hmm. exactly I, uh, said. <laughs> it is hard to be a national reporter and to analyze all 32 teams. I'm going to, I'm going to preface all this by oh, saying that. Not when it's your job, not when you get well, paid, okay. not when you're saving money on haircuts and it's your job. I'm trying to make a point in, <laughs> in, in, in favor of PHNX, or you can be people like us who are mm -hmm. fans of this team, cover this team year round, centralize and neutralize and locked into this team. And we can be straight with you when we see things that need to be called out, like their inactivity in March and they've dragged their feet on the Kyler contract. We'll call it out. But to say like, yeah, you shouldn't have re-signed James Conner and Zach Ertz and you watch this team play like that's telling me you didn't watch this team last year. That's telling me you went to your spreadsheet, you big nerd, and you just said, <laughs> okay, I'm going to take all these numbers and manipulate it to fit my narrative. And Bill does a really nice job, but I mean, come on. Look with your look with your eyes. My eyes tell me, okay, Andy Isabella can't play, right? My, my eyes also tell me that James Conner and Zach Ertz are critical to what the Cardinals want to do. There you go. So go sign who, up at gophnx.com. A, a guy who used the nerd stat to back up Trey McBride in his first talking point today. Johnny Venerable. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Johnny Venerable. <laughs> and of course, I got Frank Sanders. I got a new article up at gophnx.com as well about the Daryl Williams signing. Still not official. I don't know if it's going to become, maybe it's going to become an official after June 1st. We'll see. It's still reported by our guy, Jordan Schultz. Check out that interview. It's up on our YouTube or of course, wherever you find podcasts. Um, but other than that, man, it's a, uh, it's pretty much a wrap for us today, gentlemen. It's been fun. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. It's a four of us actually. Damien's going to kick it. Yeah. That's it for today. Mr. Frank Sanders. I just, we normally go 44. I didn't get like half. I got like, you sell these notes I got right here, man. These are notes. Oh my those aren't, those aren't real. Frank loves, his, <laughs> Frank, Frank loves his hard copy. He loves his printer. I love me some, some tight end action with Trey McBride. We'll be back tomorrow. Frank Sanders, Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable, Damien Anderson will join us. We'll have a fun afternoon on a Friday crack, open a couple cold ones. I definitely need a few after this week. Uh, but until then, we will see you 4 p.m. tomorrow. See everybody.